I've been reading a book. A book about the Rhonda. No, not the great Welsh anti-novel by John Geraint. Self-obsessed? Moi? No, this is a book about a Rhonda star who came from Sunderland. And I'll explain that conundrum, no jest. The author is Phil Rowlands, one of the stalwarts of the successful campaign to save the Mid-Rhonda Athletic Ground from housing development and to keep it as a green space for the community in Tonopandi. Phil's book tells the true life story of a top-class footballer who came to play on that patch of Mid-Rhonda grass, Jimmy Seed. <laughs> Jimmy Seed grew up in the northeast of England at the start of the 20th century. As a boy, his older brothers took him to Roker Park, one of the grand stadiums of English football. The team that played there, Sunderland, were giants. Little Jimmy dreamed that one day he'd get to play for them. And, after starring as a prolific goalscorer for his local club, Whitburn, he was given a trial at Sunderland. Over-anxious, he blew his chance. Thankfully, he got a second bite at the cherry. This time, he produced a dazzling performance and scored a hat-trick. So he did sign for a fee of five gold sovereigns and a weekly salary of a pound to play for the team of all talents. Sunderland were champions of England and FA Cup finalists. But the year was 1914 and the First World War was about to shatter Jimmy's dream. On active service in Belgium and northern France, Jimmy was twice the victim of mustard gas attacks and hospitalised. When the war was over, the still young man was told that his lungs would never again withstand the rigours of professional football. But then he was offered an unexpected second chance from a place most soccer pundits today would find highly surprising. I remember my grandfather, Tommy John, telling me about the mush, as they were called, Midronda FC a professional soccer team who, back in his youth, took on the top English clubs of the day. Derby County, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest, Tottenham Hotspur. The Mush was short for the Mushrooms, nicknamed that way because they seemed to have sprung up overnight. But this mid-ronda team had ambitions, massive ambitions, and they had a home ground, the mid or the track as it was called back then, that was state-of-the-art, a venue not just for soccer, but for international rugby and top-flight professional cycling. Signing a major talent like Jimmy Seed and other big-name players was an earnest of the Mush's intention to reach the top themselves. Arriving at Tonopandi Railway Station, Jimmy was amazed to find a huge crowd on the platform waiting for him. I was cheered, he said, as though the heavyweight champion of the world had just stepped off the train. Yes, 
Rondo was sports mad, and it was the Klondike that had drawn tens of thousands to share in the jobs and the wealth its black diamond had generated. That economic clout was more than sufficient to justify the excitement surrounding the club's ambitions. Soon, 28,000 fans were squeezing into the Midrondar Athletic Ground and paying to see Jimmy and the Mush take on local rivals Ton Pentra. It seemed as if every miner in South Wales was present, observed Jimmy Seed. And the mountain overlooking the field was black with spectators who couldn't get inside. Jimmy Seed took to Tonapandi, and Tonapandi took to him. The mutual regard was cemented by the fact that he came from a mining area. Phil Rowland's marvellous book, illustrated by a host of splendid period photographs, shows us how that season of excitement unfolded, and why Midronda, a cauldron of industrial unrest that fueled the British Empire and its navies with its coal, could produce at that precise moment, a football team with aspirations to take on and beat the very best. Sadly, the dream wasn't to last long. Jimmy Seed's rejuvenation with Midronda caught the eye of scouts sent by even bigger clubs. Tottenham Hotspur tempted him away, and before the season ended, he was winning the FA Cup with them. But he never forgot Tonopandi. Before my playing days were to end, he said, I took part in thrilling matches for England and cup finals and league championship games. But believe me, there was more excitement from this mid-ronda crowd than from any huge gathering I witnessed at Wembley. <laughs> is a great storyteller, enthralling us with the twists and turns of Jimmy Seed's life and career, and the shifting fortunes of the various amateur and professional codes of football in mid-Ronda at that time. If you've any interest in Ronda history, or you simply like a good read, you should certainly get hold of a copy of his book. There's a myriad of fascinating details I've no time to convey here. But if I may, I'd like to share three big themes I picked up from reading Phil's account. Three lessons for our time that his story points up. Let's begin with the importance of a second chance, something I'm sure we've all needed at key times in our lives. It took Jimmy Seed, talented as he was, two trials to get on to Sunderland's books. And then, after his wartime injuries and sickness, it was Midronda who saved his career and offered him a lifeline, a second life in football. And just as we've all failed first time round at something or other, perhaps it's worth us remembering the good that can come from giving others the benefit of the doubt and one more chance to prove themselves. My second lesson is about the value of the contributions made to Ronda life by those who come to the valleys from outside. Phil Rowlands has subtitled his book, Ronda's Adopted Son. There was a time when the Ronda was growing so rapidly that almost everyone had come from elsewhere. 
I'd like to think that down the generations we've continued to keep a welcome in the hillsides. It's certainly true that valley life has been enriched by the talents and personalities, not just of stars like Jimmy Seed, but of incomers of all kinds. And that goes on to the present day, as we say Croiso to asylum seekers and refugees from wars and injustice the world over, as well as new Rhonda residents from closer to home. Finally, this is a story of ambition and aspiration. Recruiting Jimmy Seed was a bold and risky venture that must have shocked the football world. It paid rich dividends. The message is that the Rhonda should feel entitled to the very best in whatever field of human activity we're talking about. The vision that brought Jimmy Seed to play in Tonopandi is the same vision that has inspired Phil Rowlands and others in their winning campaign to save the ground he played on. The whole philosophy of the Friends of the Mid is that people here deserve better. In fact, they deserve the best that life can offer and the success of the campaign shows that Rhonda people have the intelligence and the gumption not just to demand it, but to get it. Jimmy Seed, Rhonda's adopted son by Phil Rowlands, is available from Amazon. It's the first in a series of books Phil is planning about the sporting and political figures associated with the Mid-Rhonda Athletic Ground and its glorious history. I can't wait to read more of them. I'm John Geraint Roberts. Join me to kick around some more Valley stories next time in John on the Rhonda. <laughs>